I'm Emma. I'm Shannon. And welcome to our 100th episode of this podcast doesn't exist. Oh, I was going to do it. Also, I was like, is that the president's song? Sure. Here we go. Is it? I don't actually know. Is yeah. It's Wii Sports. <laughs> That's what. Boop, 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 Welcome, we? you guys. What are we doing here? Um, we are two best friends who have made it to 100 episodes of our podcast where we talk about all of the spooky, the ooky, the mysteries anything in between that doesn't have an answer all the unsolved stuff we're happy to be here we're happy you're here and shannon i have a gift for you what another one yeah so fun fact you all we're like those annoying couples they're not annoying they're very smart actually but like people who get married on their like date and like they're the date of their first date yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like their anniversary. Their anniversary of their All their anniversaries, anniversaries are the same date, yeah, yeah. so they only have to remember one. And I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, oh, we're so smart. We started the podcast with like right around our wife anniversary, so we can just remember it all at once. But apparently Emma's a better wife than me because <laughs> she got a, a anniversary gift. What? Yeah. Um. So here. Oh. Oh, it's a slip of paper. It is. It is. Are we going to go steal the Declaration of Independence? Yes. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I do have to hit the road. But yeah, we but we also quick. need to go grab you the right shoes. Are we doing so, a scavenger hunt? <laughs> Shannon is now going to do a scavenger hunt through my basement. Oh, man. Um, We're going to go offline and we'll be back when she has her gift. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> also, thank you to Cameron because he made your clues. <laughs> We're back. Oh my goodness, y'all. That was wild. Uh, I feel spoiled. I have a gnome <laughs> mug now and a gnome separately. They are two separate things. I'm overwhelmed. I didn't get enough sleep for this last day. I'm Wow. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Yay! Hopefully you guys will see a little bit of what uh, Shannon uncovered in <laughs> our scavenger hunt. Okay, good. I was like, don't show them the video. I am a mess. Yeah. No, you'll, oh, you'll get a few gosh. things. But yeah, happy anniversary! Happy 100. Yay! Um, yes. For the record, I did give Emma a pod-related yes, wife-aversary <laughs> present. <laughs> Yes, I got a wonderful book about the like North American cryptids. Yeah, like, an entire book, you guys. I'm I believe so it's excited. like every every state gets at least one cryptid in yes. the book. So I'm very excited to read this. Stay tuned, cover to cover. It will probably end up happening in the near you're future. You're just gonna have a bunch of tabs, like yep. color tabs. Yep. Like, they each have a date. You're like, this is a spooky cryptid. This is like a cute one. Yeah, this is one you'll enjoy. This is one you will hate me for. I was talking about this last night about how you enjoy making me cry for comedic value. But I was like, I'll do it for the views. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on social media. At this podcast doesn't exist.com, you can find everything. Everything. So go ahead, head over there. But yeah, it's October. It is. This is our last episode before the spooky season's over. Ta-da. Get the tally board out. Oh? Because I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Shannon's going to tally how many This times. is why she, she, the bribery. She was I, like, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll make her feel at ease with I, a scavenger hunt full of cute, lovely, f- adorable things. And now I'm going to scare her. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh, there we go. There's two. That's two. Um, yeah. Buckle in, you guys, Shannon. Into anything in particular? Um, maybe a plane so you can get far, far away from this. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Please make sure your tray table and seat back are upright. <laughs> and enjoy the ride. Ah! Yeah, today we are going to discuss the story of Dear David. Do you have any clue? No. Great. 
Great. I love how you talk with pauses to <laughs> make it more scary. You're like, I'm going to draw this out. <laughs> I'm building anticipation. <laughs> yeah, I am. All right. I'm going to – the majority of this will probably be just me reading to you what I have written in my notes because uh-huh. I have a feeling that Shannon will probably want one of these guys to squish. Oh, man. She has little uh, plague what doctor plague squishies. Doctor. It's adorable. She's, she's going to want them. All right. On August 7th, 2017, Adam Ellis tweeted, quote, So my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me. A thread. End quote. <laughs> I don't like it. If social media... No. No, no, no. Not that, like, things from the 1800s aren't spooky. But what the heck? This is a little... It's a little closer to home with what the social the media of it That all. was, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> five minutes ago. 2017. Five a, minutes a ago. A full five years ago. But it feels very recent. Yeah. Obviously, this is only the beginning. Adam Ellis is a cartoonist and former staff member of BuzzFeed. You'd probably recognize some of his comics as BuzzFeed was a large portion of our early 20s internet life. Mm-hmm. Adam was living peacefully in his single apartment in 2017 while working for BuzzFeed until the moment he wasn't. On August 7th, he posted the tweet I just read that claimed he was being haunted and hunted by the ghost of a dead boy. The thread continues on, stating that Adam had dreamt of the boy. Adam, who is prone to sleep paralysis, saw the boy in the green rocking chair at the end of his bed during one of these paralysis episodes. The boy was small, but had a large, misshapen head, like it had been dented in on the right side or a chunk had been removed. The boy, aware of being watched, got up from the chair and moved toward Adam on the bed, who was in sleep paralysis. Adam tweeted, quote, right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming, end quote. No, thank you. Yeah. I will not be retweeting. Yeah, Shannon is, I hate it here, retweet. That's it. (laughs) This is fine. Everything's on fire. (laughs) A few nights later, Adam says he had a dream where he was in a library and a young girl walked up to him and asked, quote, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? End quote. While Adam was hesitant at first, the girl reiterated, quote, Dear David, you saw him. End quote. She went on, he's dead, he only appears at midnight, and you can ask him two questions if you said, dear David, first, but never ask him a third question, or he'll kill you. No. Mm -mm. I will remain ignorant. Thank you. Yes. Adam woke up, shaken by having these dreams one right after the other, but figured it was a nightmare that had repeated itself or something like that. For two weeks, things went back to normal but Dear David didn't seem done. He appeared to Adam in another paralysis episode, again in the green rocking chair at the end of the bed, near the window of his bedroom, just staring at Adam. Adam decides to get brave and ask, quote, Dear David, how did you die? End quote. The reply from David is a mumbled, quote, an accident in a store. End quote. I keep doing that. Guys, there's a lot of quotes in here. I'm just going to read these without saying quote, end quote. Yeah. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm... It's, it's, it's becoming a bit intrusive, so. No, I just, I'm an accident in a store. I'm just picturing, yeah. like, one of those giant, like, 54-ounce cans of crushed tomatoes, just like. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's the, the, I, I mean, based on what he's described as the dent in his head, that would make yeah. sense. Adam then asked, dear David, what happened in the store? David groans. A shelf was pushed on my head. Adam can't help himself. Adam! And asks fearfully. You had one rule. Yeah. Who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. Adam tweeted, I realize that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At this point, I wake up absolutely terrified. Like, you had one job, you sir. ding dong the Dario. What are you doing? Correct. Over the next few days, Adam's Google, Adam Googles deaths in the city, but couldn't find anything about a young boy named David dying in a store, even after trying different names and spellings. With no luck, Adam lets it go, and weeks go by without anything happening in his dreams. So he figures this is just some creepy 
recurring dream. It's like, I ate some cheese before bed. It got weird. Yeah, exactly. A larger apartment above Adam's is vacated. So he lives in a duplex. So it's like one large apartment on top of another larger apartment. Or reverse that. The second floor is larger. But it's just like a two-floor building. Mm -hmm. But the larger apartment above Adam's is vacated. He decides to move up a floor and a couple months go by. And Adam kind of forgets about David, assuming that the move might have lost him. But in the four days leading up to August 7th in the first tweet, Adam's cats gather in front, uh, gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it, almost like something's on the other side. Midnight was Dear David's hour of choice and Taylor Swift's, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Listen to Midnight's, it's great. Curious and having an odd feeling on the fourth night, Adam decided to look out the peephole. Adam. Yeah. He's... Like, the bravery of this man? No. Like, it's not, I, I, you know what, I don't know if I'd even call it bravery. It's like, stupid courage. But bravado. Bravado. Thank you. That is the word I was looking for. Bing, bing. Well done. He was certain he saw movement on the other side of the peephole, but it was too quick to see what it was. When I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there, but my cats seemed unnerved. Bushy tails, etc. And that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. And I put in here, how we feeling so far? (laughs) (sighs) Good. All right. Let's move on. um, I'm like, I'm, I don't know. This is, I guess it is victim blaming. But I'm like, I feel less stressed because I'm like, you broke the rule versus like some of the other ones you've done where people are just like trying to live in a house yeah. and they're, they're just, just living their lives. You know, the stuffed animals have a conference on the, you know, yeah. that's, I'm like, Ooh, what? Uh, no, but he's kind of asking for it. I mean, you don't <laughs> like that kind of language, but also <laughs> what the heck are you doing, sir? What are you doing? Yeah. So two nights later, Adam posted a photo of his cat and a clock that marked 12.02 with the tweet, Update. For the sixth night in a row, my cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. And he included a video of his cat staring at the door. He got the same feeling to look through the peephole again, but was too scared and so took a photo through the peephole. He felt like he saw something in the photo. I couldn't tell, so I mustered the courage to open the door. Nothing was out there, but I took another photo. Look at this. End quote. No. The photos, side by side, one through the peephole and one from when he opened the door to show the shoe shelf next to his front door and then the stairs that start just beyond the shelf. In the photo, through the peephole, he believes there's something where the first banister meets the shelves. Unsure if this is a smudge on his peephole, he... <laughs> sounds like a hilarious... <laughs> it's a hilarious euphemism. He goes back inside and takes another photo through the people. The smudge isn't in the photo. He says, there was something out there. I deadbolted the lock and got in bed because I don't know what else to do. I can still hear my cat meowing at the door. The next tweet reads, it's it's been pretty quiet tonight. I'm going to try a sleep talk app to see if anything happens during the night. He also posted another photo of his cats waiting at the door, which seems to have become a routine. At no point does he let us know what these cats' names are, and honestly, it's rude. (laughs) I'm very mad about it. They are apparently very talkative, like they're trying to let their dad know something is up. And we know that cats only meow at humans, really. Like, there's minor meows that kittens will do for older cats. Right. But... The cats meow at us because they think we're just big naked kittens yeah, that are think bad at hunting. Exactly. They think we're stupid dum-dums. They're like, hey, hello. Yeah. On August 11th, Adam posted that he used the sound app he had downloaded to record every time it heard something in his apartment the night before. There were 33 recordings. Out of the 33, there were only three that were interesting, as in they weren't the sound of him turning over in bed or a car passing by Mm. the first was a snapping sound accompanied by what sounded like someone taking one step and adam knows he didn't get out of bed 
The second is an electric static sound, completely different from any of the other 32 recordings, which all sound like there's something in the room or something. This sounds like interference. Mm. The last directly followed the static. There is another snap with a groan from Adam in his sleep. Little weird, but okay. These three recordings all happened between 2 and 3 a.m. The next day, Adam takes a weekend away from his apparently slightly haunted apartment, but posts a picture of a window where it seems to be where there seems to be an outline of David from the view of his window, like any building across. Um, I won't show it to you because it takes a minute to see it, and when you do, it's a bit like when the Phantom of the Opera appears to Christine through the mirror, which is the scariest moment of my childhood cinema <laughs> experience. So I'm not going to do that to you. But it did take me a minute, and when it happened, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so I did scare myself with this one, too, just so you know. Like, I am not I am not only scaring you. That doesn't make it better. It doesn't, but... <laughs> On August 14th, Adam posted, So a weird thing had just happened. Take it with a grain of salt. He goes on to explain that he bought a Polaroid camera over the weekend and decided to use it to take some photos around his apartment to see what he could capture. Most of the photos are unremarkable, just photos of the front entryway and his bedroom, but the hallway was a different story. When the hallway Polaroid developed, it was completely black. Adam, thinking this was a mistake with an accidentally developed cartridge, broke into the cartridge he was using, but all of the film was white, as it should be. With that not explaining the black photo, Adam assumed that maybe his finger accidentally covered the lens. He took another photo with his finger purposefully over the lens. The photos are very different. One is completely black, the one taken of the fully lit hallway just after midnight, and the other is mottled gray with some bluish light around the edges, an extreme close-up of his finger. He even took a video of him taking photos of his rooms and hallway. The hallway came out completely black again, with no explanation. It was lit, it was not Adam's finger in the way, and when he backed up to get the door frame in the photo, the hallway appeared completely black, but the living room was fully lit. He took a comparison photo on his phone, and the hallway's visible and lit, as it should be. Adam, baffled, decided to call it a night. Like, there's some of these where I'm like, okay, that's scary, and maybe don't stay, but I think for this one, he was like, well, it's probably just a weird glitch with the photo here's my thing i'm like why maybe just try going to bed like go to bed at like 10 o'clock and just why are you staying up just just (laughs) me with any important thing i'm like oh a weird thing is happening with my car maybe if i just ignore it it'll go away (laughs) shannon's (laughs) my tooth is a little twingy maybe if i just pretend it's not happening it'll stop shannon's advice to adam is just pretend it's not happening just go to bed (laughs) bed. and uh you'll be fine (laughs) the next day he saged his apartment at the urging of his followers and friends He spent a significant amount of time saging the hallway and next to the green rocking chair where he first saw David. Adam tweeted, Honestly, sage doesn't seem like it'll help much, but I'm open to anything. I barely slept last night. I kept waking up feeling like something was wrong. And who knows, maybe this will do something. The next morning, Adam tweeted, Sage did not work. Okay. (laughs) After not dreaming about David for months, he appeared the night Adam saged his apartment in an attempt to cleanse the space. So he appeared in this dream that Adam goes on to describe in the next few tweets. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Anyway, feels like a bad omen. Voldemort vibes. Yeah, like in the train station. David was just like, uh, Adam, saging is a closed cultural practice, so try something else, bud. Yeah, this ain't working. <laughs> you can't do this. Good Not luck. for you. <laughs> Not for you. On August 21st, Adam posted again, All this ghost stuff has been spooky, but this past weekend was the first time I actually felt unsafe in my home. On Friday night, there was supposed to be a huge storm. In the end, it passed, but the night was bizarre anyway. Adam explained that he fell asleep very early because he was unexpectedly tired and then had a dream where David dragged him through an abandoned warehouse by the arm. Terrifying. Adam didn't fight back and small David was able to pull a grown man with no issue because dream logic. Mm -hmm. Adam didn't think much of it when he woke up and took a shower only to notice a large bruise on his arm bringing his dream into the real world. Mm. 
He admits that it was possible he hurt himself earlier in the day before or while he slept, but he didn't notice it when he went to bed. On the way to get coffee that morning, however, Adam passed a warehouse that a week prior had been fully bustling and serviced, only to now be empty, with only a green chair in the middle of it, just like the green rocking chair that David first appeared in. Adam made the connection, and while creeped out, he didn't know what to do about it. On August 25th, Adam's cats started to cry at the door around 10, not at midnight like they had for the past two weeks. They would go to the door at 10, cry for 15 minutes, and then walk away. Apparently, it had been a routine for a few days, but then Adam started receiving multiple phone calls from an unmarked number. He answered it only once and heard an electric static sound, similar to the one on his sleep app that had picked up a while ago. After about a minute of the static, there was silence and a faint breathing sound. Just as he was about to hang up, he heard a whispered, hello, in a small voice. It wasn't a question, it was a greeting. He panicked and hung up, closing all his curtains and turning on every single light in his apartment, and he watched TV until dawn. Which, at this point, I'm like, that was the correct answer ages ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know, why is it, why is it just now <laughs> that you're doing, that was the correct answer so long ago. Adam later tweeted that he was going to be leaving for Japan for three weeks. He hoped that since David kind of lost track of him when he moved apartments, he hoped that he would lose track of him again while he was gone. But to keep an eye on his cats while he was overseas, he bought a pet monitoring camera that alerted him every time there was a major movement or sound in front of it. He tested it out before he left, and it seemed to be working as hoped, catching the cats playing. But of course, it caught something else as well. A green rocking chair, which he had moved to the living room, rocked on camera. Another motion alert captured a turtle shell decoration moving on the shelf. He continued to use the nanny cam and caught one of his cats, who we finally find out is named Maxwell, (laughs) freaks out and jumps over something that the camera can't see. The next few nights were weird as well, and Maxwell's sitting up on his hind legs in the living room as if looking for or at something. Adam said, I just can't shake the feeling that something has made its way into the apartment. These videos are up on Twitter. There's an entire, I mean, I'm obviously going to post the threads that all this comes from because this is like the primary source. And there are videos of the cat like jumping over something and not in like the way that cats will like just like launch out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's like over something. It's a little freaky. Animals know. Animals know. A few days later, Adam explains that he has had some wicked nightmares. There is one in particular that freaks him out, but to save you some fear, I will not retell it here. It's in the thread. Thanks. Uh, You're welcome. It was freaky. I didn't like it. Other than the dreams, Adam also saw saw dark figures in his windows, though he was on the second floor. Mm Mm-mm. Why? Yeah. (laughs) No, ma'am. You okay, bub? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. While passing the boarded-up warehouse on a walk to the local bodega, Adam heard a thunk behind the door. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. And too curious for his own good. Took- Adam? Yep. Adam. Yep. Took a photo through, the, through a small opening and then ran home. <laughs> the photo shows what looks like an office chair full of insulation and potentially a face in the right-hand corner. He's, no. He says... Maybe I'm too deep into this and my brain wants to see David when he's not there. I have looked at this photo. I can't find a face. So I think it's Adam seeing things. And I'm sure if you like, you know, someone circle it in red or something and be like, look here, there's two eyes or whatever. Like it would be like, yeah, or it's just dark. And the fact that he didn't even go to the bodega to get like an emotional support bagel. Yeah, he just he was on his way there and he was like. Nope. Forget the bagel. Also, like, you're clearly not safe in your home, so what's the rush to get back there? Truly. What are you doing? <laughs> like. Yeah. Finally, Adam went on his trip to Japan, leaving the nanny cam on. While he was there, he also bought a votive tablet at a shrine that read, quote, please protect my cats while I'm away from home, end Aww. quote. It's very cute. Nothing happened while he was away, but when he returned, electricity in his apartment was funky. The hallway lights burned out and the backlight on his TV that plugs into the TV by USB and needs the TV on in order to be lit turned on and off by itself in the middle of the night once when Adam got up to get water. It eventually stopped and then went completely dead. 
He decided to go to a 24-hour diner that night, and when he got home, it was dawn, so he showered and went to get dressed to go to work early. As he passed his front door, he heard scratching, and too scared to look through the peephole, took a picture through it instead. The photo revealed what looks like the side of a face. Nah. An ear and an eye staring back through the peephole. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Adam tweeted, I think maybe it's time to get someone else involved. It's obvious this isn't going to stop until I do something. Yeah, man. Yeah, Adam. What? Ages uh, ago, that was the correct answer. What are you doing? Mm. Adam goes radio silent for about two weeks. Oh, no. Yeah. When he returns to Twitter, he explains that he had a friend come over and do a cleansing. It worked for a week, no more nightmares, and the cat stopped going to the door. Then one evening around 11, Adam got up from his couch where he was watching TV to go into the kitchen for a bottle opener. The window in the kitchen looked out onto his neighbor's roof, like the neighboring business Uh roof. On the roof was someone standing, staring at Adam through the window. No. He says, I immediately ducked down. I reached up and flicked off the light switch. I peered over the windowsill but couldn't see much. My phone was in my pocket, so I grabbed it and took a photo. It was blurry and dark, but I swear someone was out there. I closed all the blinds and made sure the door was locked and then drank five more beers until I was too drunk to be scared. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fair. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you're allowed. Four months from the first time he saw David, Adam dreamed of him again. He was in a different chair this time, since the rocking chair was not in the room anymore. He was again staring at Adam from his seat, but Adam felt something was different. Adam wasn't really able to move like the first time, but he could move his hands a little bit. Adam knew that David would get up and come towards him, but Mm -hmm. somehow got his hands on his phone. He says, I thought, if David is going to kill me, maybe I can at least get evidence on my phone. The content. (laughs) Tell me that BuzzFeed owns your soul without telling me that BuzzFeed owns your soul. I started snapping pictures in the dark. Mm. Guys, warning. Then David did the one thing I cannot stand. He crawled towards the bed. No, a he, child. A, chi- a child. You not remember that vine? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm thinking of the TikTok audio that's like, a knife, a child. <laughs> well, that's what it's from because those are all the vines. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I have a follow-up question. Okay. So we know that Adam done goofed on the very first time and yeah. asked another question yes but uh, why doesn't he try like i feel like if it were me i would try asking since it's a new night to be like dear david do you need help like yeah what, do you, what can what i do, do for you why, like, are, you why are you here why do you want to kill me because like if he's already planning to kill you because you done goofed at it's least, not like asking yeah. more questions is going to make you, like, more dead when he no. gets to you. let him have a Bond villain monologue so that you can yeah. figure out what's happening well, before you die. you know, it, it, yeah, maybe maybe he's just like, my gravestone is really grimy because I, as someone pushed a general store shelf on me when back at the 18, whatever, yeah. and now it's gross, and I just feel really neglected, and all you would have to do is go out there with the little thing and, like, scrape it, and then David would be like, Thanks, bro. Let's, um, instead of taking scary photos and scaring ourselves, let's get information from the source. Let's you know? be proactive. Let's Shall at least we? try. Let's try. Yeah. Well, he's not that. Instead, he's snapping photos the entire time that David is, like, on his Crawling way to the bed. towards him. Great. I, guys, I hate it. Horrific. I hate it. Soon, the two were face to face. Nope. David at the side of his bed. What? That was me being David. Oh. <laughs> At the side of your bed. She very emphatically got very close to her mic and staring at me with wide open eyes. That's, yes, correct. The next time I sleep over when Cameron isn't here, I'll just come into your room. Dude, if you do that, I would probably punch you. And it will be accidental and yeah, I will feel so bad about I it know. later, but in the moment, I it know. will be... I'll get, I'll just, I'll be like, all right, her reach is like a little bit less than mine, so I'll like put my fist at the edge of the bed and then I'll back there it you up. Go. Uh, you gotta, you gotta be like KB and come in with like wrapped in a towel, dripping wet, and be like, I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, College stories, great. 
Which Mark it, that on your bingo card. Yeah. If you don't remember that story, it's on one of our episodes, yeah. like a couple, I think it's like five episodes ago. Our college roommate was funny. Anyway. Yeah. So David muttered something and then crawled up onto Adam <coughs> and then Adam woke up. <coughs> no. How old is David? Uh, he essentially, based on what Adam says, he seems to be like maybe six or seven. Okay. Like. Old enough to know better. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Got like, it. not a toddler. Got but it. But, like, not I a... can't decide if a toddler would be more or less terrifying, but cool. Um, In my mind, that's more terrifying. Because they can't talk. Yeah. They're just like... Crawling. They're just a toddler ghost crawling towards you going... Cookies. Already, that is the worst. I hate that. That is the worst. All right. Yeah, so... um. Adam woke up. It was broad daylight. There was no David. But then Adam went through his camera roll. Remember, this seemed to him like a dream paralysis, like a sleep paralysis episode. There were dozens of pitch black photos, all from the previous night. In the photos, once the phone brightness was all the way up, there was a little boy with a dented head and black eyes. Stop it! It's really, they're creepy photos. <laughs> Emma. I'm posting the Instagram, don't okay, worry. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I already chose that. Also, one the, the like cover photo for this carousel is gonna be like two of Adam's comic strips that are completely unrelated to this. Great. So that you don't have to like it, even if you like scroll past it again, it pops up with the second piece yeah, of the good. carousel. And you sometimes don't have to about it. Instagram shows you that second picture. I really hate it when it does that. You're like, uh what? If uh, I didn't engage with it the first time, I'm not gonna engage with it the second time. I cut it out. I, Anyway, um, Adam has no explanation, was completely terrified by it all, which, obviously. His next tweet is weeks later. No. He says, for everyone asking, yes, I'm alive. (laughs) Great. Thanks for asking. Adam had been realizing some things about his apartment duplex, including that there was a crawl space just above his top floor apartment. No. With a hatch that was too high for him to reach. No. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Uh, I really think, so like when y'all bought this house, you had to get an inspection. Yeah. And I think that inspections should include all the creepy crawly places. You know, you hear these houses where it's like a barrel, a very heavy barrel, like full of, we don't know. And it's like a body. No. No. Like, you better check all the nooks and crannies. It's like the people who are like, oh my gosh, there's been someone living in my house, like, in the walls. That's horrifying. Like, truly. But, like, that's something that should have been found beforehand. Like, how come you're the one coming across this? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. So, no. No. Mm No, 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 (sighs) no. Um, this crawl space had a hatch that was too high for him to reach. Because it's like just above the staircase. The space of the crawl space is about three feet below the roof. And then so it's like the roof, the crawl space in the like ceiling and then the like hatch. Mm -hmm. He had been hearing noises from this space for the past week and a half before he figured this out. It's Jeff the Mongoose. Jeff the Mongoose. Jeff, I would love to have a Jeff in my walls as opposed to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. While waiting for a long pole from Amazon to come so he could open the hatch door. Adam, why are you doing this by yourself? I don't know. You big old dummy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So he orders this, and it's after the Thanksgiving holiday, so he's been out of his house for a little bit. Adam is woken up by a ferociously loud crash above him, like a bowling ball had been dropped. Another uh, followed shortly after. Fifteen crashes happened again and again until they suddenly stopped. Then a smaller creaking sound came from the hallway. Somehow, after all of this, Adam fell back asleep. What? Woke up the next morning with nothing amiss. Bruh. When he went to get himself a bagel the next morning, Adam saw debris on the stairs just under the hatch door. Bagel forgotten. Adam went back to his apartment and grabbed the pole that had just arrived from Amazon and set up his phone to record himself, quote, just to make sure it would be caught on video if a demon burst out of the hatch, end quote. 
Gotta get that content. I mean, if this were us, we'd also be recording oh, yes. it. I'd yes, be I like, would. oh, this would be great for the reels. Yeah. <laughs> for TikTok. When he shifted the hatch door, something fell out and down the stairs. <laughs> it was dusty and black. Gross. It was a small, child size leather shoe. No. No. Absolutely not. And it's like one of those like 1900s. Like, yeah. No. Uh, shoes. <laughs> yeah. Adam went back to his apartment and texted his landlord to come and check out the crawl space as soon as possible. The landlord came, checked it out and said, there's nothing up here. But then he, this is within the tweet. Adam says, but then he was like, oh, wait. I watched as he reached up into the emptiness with his free arm, and when he pulled it back, he had something small and round in his hand. He climbed down the ladder and handed it to me. So it was a small, smooth, shiny marble with an odd bump at one end. Adam did some research and found out that the marble was probably from the early 1900s when they used to cut marbles by hand. So there would be like a little bit of a like Mm -hmm. bump on the very end. Like they had rubbed it off as much as they could, but they couldn't make it completely smooth and spherical. Another few weeks go by with Adam silent. He eventually says he only wanted to tweet when there was something to tweet, like when something had happened. So Mm -hmm. he wasn't just like constantly updating, be like, nothing happened, nothing happened. But on December 12th, 2017, he tweeted that he wasn't sleeping well and was getting suddenly dizzy in the middle of the day. One of these sleepless nights, Adam gets a weird feeling he is not starting to, he was, he is now starting to associate with David. It was a feeling I'm used to, he says. It always accompanies David. People tweet at me a lot saying he might just need help, but I'm certain that's not the case. Every time he shows up, I feel a palpable sense of malice. Okay, but have you asked? Just in case, like, maybe he is malicious, but he just wants to get vengeance. Yeah, it's probably not on On the people that dropped a shelf on him. Yeah, or maybe it was like he was in a Macy's or something, and he's like, I need you to boycott Macy's, something like that. (laughs) You have a, you have a platform now, so I need you to tweet. (laughs) I need you to tweet, Macy's sucks, they killed me. Love David. Love David. (laughs) This feeling continued for a few nights, so Adam downloaded another app, this time one that takes a photo every 60 seconds, and set his phone on top of a tall bookcase in his bedroom and went to sleep. Again, he woke up to a sense of unease. He jumped out of bed to get his phone, which now had around 350 photos to scroll through on it, which is just an insane amount. Like, obviously, you know, it's every 60, yeah. it's every minute, so it makes sense, but like, geez. For the first hundred, it's only photos of Adam sleeping in his dimly lit room. Then, suddenly, there's the same child figure at the foot of the bed, staring at him. Hmm. The next is of the same child staring up at the ceiling. No. And then another of him collapsed on the chair he was standing on. The next several photos are devoid of David, but then he appears on top of Adam, standing on him, staring at him. Shannon has now fully become a turk. She's inside of her sweatshirt, like head inside of her sweatshirt. All I see is the top bun, a top knot. It's right there. I hate it. I know. I'm. I'm That's sorry. That's so much worse. I thought you were gonna be like, oh, he disappeared, and then it was like. He was in the camera, like right close to it. But no, he's on. That's worse. He's that's on, worse. He's on top of Adam, staring at him, just standing on him. Um, oh God, standing up. Yeah, it's that. Ow. The next, he's staring at the camera. And then disappears from the camera roll until the last photo, just before Adam woke up, when a close-up of the side of his head appears in the photo, as if he went up to the phone to grab it. No! (laughs) Emma, you do know I'm going to be in a cabin in the woods for the next three days! Yeah, um, when I was explaining to Cameron, I didn't tell him what I was doing, but I was like, hey, so I'm going to scare Shannon badly and then i remembered that she's gonna be in a cabin for a while in the middle of the woods um i feel worse now but i'm halfway through my research so i can't stop i'm sorry i had another one in there so go ahead and back that down too there you go anyway (laughs) moving on after this adam goes radio silent returning in the new year to explain he had gone home to Montana for the holidays 
and while he was gone, that he might it might be time to move out, and David might then not follow him. He's trying to think through, like, what mm-hmm. are the possibilities. But with the feeling of David around him wherever he went, including Montana, he starts to feel hopeless. More nightmares ensue, including a sleep paralysis episode where David was pressing against Adam's chest. There's also a photo of that. Then it all just suddenly stops. Adam is able to sleep better. He's got more energy, but something made sure he wasn't too comfortable. A photo that was posted for Adam's Instagram story glitched, and his friend sent him screenshots of the image, which was supposed to be him and a friend at brunch, that had his face malformed on one side, just like David's. Adam then tweeted days later, Please don't worry about me. I'm okay, and everything will be like it was before, with a smiley face. The missed punctuation, because don't doesn't have an apostrophe, Mm. the lowercase, Mm. which all of it's in, Mm -mm. and the creepiness of the message had many followers wondering if it was really Adam tweeting. Nope. Adam's last tweet on the topic reads, For everyone asking if I'm alive, I'm doing okay. It's been pretty quiet around here lately, and I've been trying to focus on work. Of course, I'll keep you updated if anything strange happens, but for now, I'm staying busy with drawing and other projects. After seven months of The Haunting of Dear David, this seems to be the end. But it looks like Dear David won't leave our world anytime soon. In November of 2021, we heard news that Dear David will be made into a movie. Of course. Telling the story of Adam and his haunting. Justin Long, Andrea Bang, and Augustus Prue will star in the film, which has been in the works since 2018, the last time Adam tweeted about the saga. It was stalled due to COVID and talks between BuzzFeed and Lionsgate Films. It will most likely be released next year in 2023. I love Justin Long. I do too. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not either. So now that we've reached this. Sorry, clarifying question. Adam is still alive mm-hmm. Adam's with alive us. and well. Um, he, Did he move? I believe so. Okay. I don't think he lives in New York anymore. Or cats? if he does, I don't think he lives in that apartment. Okay. There has been no other news. He hasn't tweeted about it or, you know, said anything really about it. But yeah, before we jump into theories, which are very short, any any other any other questions you got? Nothing? No. You're just eager for it to be over? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the theories are that this could be a wild storytelling adventure added to by altered photos and spoofed video. There is no clear line of history with David and no legend beyond this. There were no claims by the landlord or any other tenants about David, and Adam had no encounters with anything that would have opened himself to it so far as he claimed. It's not like he was playing with a Ouija board and was asking questions or anything like that. In one of the pictures, there he is claiming that his cats sit at the door at midnight, so he's got a picture of them, and one of an analog clock at 12.02. But an analog clock is very easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's got like his computer open and it says twelve oh two or anything like that, which is also manipulatable. So it's not like any of this can be really provable based on one photo. Mm-hmm. His own note regarding the Polaroids is to take it with a grain of salt. Interesting. Um, and while Adam was tweeting, he was also writing for BuzzFeed and even had a featured article about his encounters where a poll at the end asked readers to tell him what he should do next. It was like, should I sage the place? Like, you know, get a medium in, anything like that. Like, it was a whole list of things. The fact that there are no other recorded encounters, too, after talks were started to make the story into a movie, feels like the whole haunting is a hoax. Though there could be more that is being held by some kind of content privacy for the movie of, like, hey, any other additions to the story, please don't make mm-hmm. them public, that kind of thing. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> There is also the possibility that it's true. Adam, when interviewed about it, claimed that he didn't start the threads to garner anything. He simply wanted to share his story. And the photos are incredibly awful. I will be the one posting them to Instagram. I am sorry. But regardless of whether you believe it or not, the story of Dear David is haunting enough from a distance to keep even the bravest among us up at night. I'm done. Yay. (laughs) Happy hundred. Happy hundred. Just for those of you at home, we clocked in at five I'm sorry's. Oh, that's actually pretty low. 
Well, it was a shorter episode. That's fair. It was mostly only shorter because (laughs) you didn't want to react to any of it because you're like, I'm just going to sit here, be quiet, and get it over with because I don't want... (laughs) Yeah. Those are my two two responses to to emotional fear. I either banter and make jokes to to put off hearing more or I just... I'm like... Okay, go. Get it done. But you did really well. Thanks. I, I didn't cry. Nope. If it makes you feel better. I came I'm, close at one point, but I didn't. I'm, I'm really glad. Thank uh, you. If it makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure it's a, like it's all a hoax. Like it's very. Well, yeah. The pictures... Now that you say that, I'm like, well, BuzzFeed has done like some like integrated stuff before. Yeah. Like they had a whole series basically where they did like Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. in real time on Instagram. Yeah. Which was really cool. But. So, mm, yeah. yeah. So, um, and when you look at, which you probably won't, but when you do look at the photos and everyone else, you know, if you feel the desire to do so, they will be posted. They're also very easily findable on the internet. So like, I'm probably only going to post a couple and then you guys can go and search them out if you really want to. But the photos of the boy in any of those, it very much looks like a doll. Mm -hmm. Just the way that the shape of him is. So... That's my thought. Also, it feels very much like, you know, Adam didn't really rope anybody else into this. The landlord and the friend who came and cleansed the space are the only people that were really involved in this beyond, you know, the fact that he was tweeting this and had tons of followers who were Mm -hmm. following this up and all of that. So beyond that point, it was like just him and his cats reacting to all of this. So it's not like he had anyone like stay over for a night and experience it too or anything like that. So that also feels like, to me, probably a hoax. But, I mean, go look at the photos yourself and make your own decision about it. You're not going to change my mind, but okay. Have fun. Enjoy scaring yourself really badly because uh, I did that the first few times that I was looking at these photos. So, yeah, Shannon's shaking her head vehemently. She's not going to do that. No. No. No, thank you. No, instead she's going to go and sleep in the woods for, well, in a cabin. Yeah, please. You're not going to catch me sleeping in a tent. Are you kidding? Never. No. No. I feel like, uh, but now I'm like, do I need to reevaluate? Because I already, so me and two of my friends, Erica and Brittany, were going on like a little get away in the Shenandoah and they're working remotely but I have the leave so I'm taking the Monday Tuesday Wednesday off um love it it, it, we're recording on Sunday as we always do um and I've already prepared my stack of books that I'm taking it's like seven books but like three of them are three of them are graphic novels so yeah you know but I tried to theme them around like October witchy spooky stuff and now I'm like why did I do that (laughs) Maybe I'll read the one about serial killers last. Maybe I won't get to it. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe maybe <laughs> it's a, I will read this when I'm home. With all the lights on. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sitting through that. I appreciate it. Um, I also make the firm promise not to scare you until the new year. Great. <laughs> Delightful. You're welcome. <laughs> two months of protection. <laughs> you have two months of immunity. <laughs> thank goodness. This immunity necklace. Uh, well what is the best gift you have ever received let's go back to the happier times the very beginning of this episode the good times yeah huh I feel like I don't know that's a hard question the the like broke millennial part of me wants to be like every Christmas my mom and mountain man Mike are like Merry Christmas we're gonna keep paying your phone bill that's a great gift, though, because that's also a gift of, like, contact and communication. And, yeah, like, really. I'm addicted to my phone. It's fine. Um, but you also use it to call your mom, Mountain and Mike. I do, <laughs> and get texts about my grandmother who oh, broke yes. her foot and was planning not to tell anyone. <sighs> Silly Mimi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I was having this conversation recently with someone. I was like, you really know you're an adult when you're like, 
heck yeah, socks. Yes. Or like. For Christmas. Mm, I don't know, like five years ago or something, Emma got me a lunchbox for Christmas and I still use it every day yep. <laughs> that I go to work. So functional presents can be awesome too because then the person thinks about you when they use it. Yeah. And it's great. I love that. I think those are great answers. Also, I've said it before, pro tip, start a Google Doc or a note in the notes app on your phone. And when people put stuff on their Instagram story or they say something like, ooh, that's so cool, you just add it. And then when it's their birthday or an anniversary or a winter holiday of gift giving, you can be like, boom. Got it. Already boom, done. baby. Don't have to worry about it. I that's, don't even have to think about it. I had it written down. That's ages your ago. pro tip from a from a gift giver. From a gift giving type one. Ding. You're welcome. My answer is there was one time I was feeling super down. I was in grad school and I wasn't feeling great. And Cameron was over and was trying to cheer me up. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna take a nap. And all day I'd been talking about how I'd been like craving soft pretzels for some reason. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a nap and then maybe like, I don't know, I'll go and try and find some in like the freezer section of Harris Teeter. Mm -hmm. And so I woke up from my nap to Cameron holding an Auntie Anne's pretzel. (laughs) He had gone to the mall, which was at that point, like maybe a 30 minute drive from our house. Mm Mm-hmm had gone to the mall and brought back an Annie Ann's pretzel and, like, handed it to me. And I was like, I've never felt more loved in my <laughs> life. See, friends? It's the little things. Yes, it was, it was perfect. That has to be the best gift I've received. Well, let us know what yours is. I would love to hear it. If you have anything else you'd like to tell us, go ahead, shoot us a little email at thispodcastdoesn'texist at gmail.com. Yes. There's also a link on the website. I bet you can find it because you're smart. <laughs> and tune in next week. We will have a very special guest joining us. For a wild ride. It's, it's I'm, <laughs> stay tuned. We have no idea what's going to happen. Nope. But if it does happen, it will certainly be a wild time as it's been for the last two years. 100 episodes plus some mailbags. But yay, congrats us. Yay. Ding, ding, ding. Well, I love you. I love you. And remember, this podcast doesn't exist. I love you. Bye. Happy anniversary. Yay.